It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Thursday morning, the 27th day for October for 2022. And coming up as always, we're going to be speaking with Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing. If you are thinking about adding to your existing portfolio and getting into the commercial property space, then Scott has some suggestions on how you can do that this morning. Now, we know that the Sydney property values are down by around that 10% mark, which in dollar values is about $116,000. CoreLogic's research director, Tim Lawless, says that it wasn't surprising that Sydney was leading the capitals in the current downturn, given that it's the country's most expensive capital city housing market and arguably has the greatest susceptibility to rising interest rates. What else does the Core Logic Index tell us on this Thursday morning? Well, Melbourne's values are second to Sydney, falling minus 6.4%, while Brisbane is down minus 6.1% since its June peak, and Adelaide and Perth have both declined less than 1% since their August peak. So whilst, yes, they are down, it's no slump, that is for sure. It's not the end of the world. Properties are trading, and with some of them, smashing the reserve price. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. Well, as I mentioned, it's the 27th today. If you're celebrating your birthday, many happy returns. You're in pretty good company with John Cleese. He is turning 82 today. John Gotti would have been celebrating his birthday, but uh, he's no longer with us. Marla Maples, of course, Trump's ex. She is turning 58. And Lou Reed, he unfortunately passed away on this day back in 2013. And from the history books, back in 1904, the New York City subway begins its operation. In fact, the New York City subway is one of the world's largest and most used in the world as I can vouch having used it many times. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. And let's check on your weather on this Thursday morning. First we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting the rain today with a possible storm. A high today of 25 degrees. In Melbourne, expect the showers to also show up with a high of 18. Brisbane, look at that temperature. Once again, it's a hot one, but expect a possible piece of rain and a storm. 32 degrees. And in Perth today, partly cloudy, but it should be mainly dry and a high of 23. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Okay, let's talk commercial property now. And as mentioned, if you're thinking about stepping into the commercial property world, then Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing is somebody that you should listen to because he is doing it and he's living it. He's breathing it 24-7. Let's talk commercial 
podcast series with Scott O'Neill. And welcome back, Scott O'Neill, to the Real Estate Podcast. G'day, Craig. Good to be back. There's the expression, go big or go home. It doesn't look like you're going home anytime soon. You don't do things by halves. And I just wonder how important that is for you personally to sustain the level of commercial property acquisitions that you are doing month in, month out. Well, look, it's really a function of demand. It's like we've just got so many people reaching out. We're actually oversupplied with the buyers rather than the uh, the properties. So it's just been growing organically like that. And it's a, it's a good product. We know, I know that, you know, I think most people that have touched commercial in one way or the other know it's a, it's a really good asset to hold. If, if you do it well, the returns speak for themselves and more and more people are getting enlightened to this. And we're obviously collecting benefits of that from a business point of view. Now, to purchase a commercial property successfully, people really need to think about the different types of professionals that they should be talking to. So I thought perhaps for somebody that is starting out with their first commercial acquisition, their first purchase, who are some of these professionals a buyer absolutely needs to be talking to and have them in their corner on their side? In a rough order, and, and there can be variances to this, I'd normally start by having a professional accountant who's right at the front of the line. They know your tax, you know, they know sort of uh, everything to do with your income. And that's important from a starting point because you need that sorted out before you start talking to mortgage brokers and, you know, working out what's budgets and stuff. So a good commercial accountant or someone who's dealt with commercials uh, is important. So, you know, you don't want just your accountant who's just going to recommend you to not buy a commercial property because they don't understand because that's something I've experienced over the years. Anyone that doesn't understand commercial property will fear it and they'll recommend you not to do it even though they don't have the knowledge on it. So just make sure you've got an accountant who's open-minded and that's a starting point. Second would be a mortgage broker. So these guys are not residential mortgage brokers. They're a commercial mortgage broker. It's a different department of the bank. It's a different set of lending laws. It's more business-like. So you've got to have a mortgage broker that will understand it. But if you don't, they're probably going to do the same thing as an uninitiated accountant. They'll tell you not to invest. They say, oh, look, residential is going to give you more capital growth or it's lower risk. They're going to give you all the usual myths about commercial property that people that don't know commercial property will give you. So make sure your mortgage broker has done many, many commercial loans. Hopefully they do it daily or weekly at least. If not, seek a good commercial mortgage broker. There's plenty out there. Yes, that is the key piece of information. Make sure that the mortgage broker is the right one for you. What about a buyer's agent, Scott? I highly recommend a buyer's agent if this is your first time investing or even if you're a seasoned investor that's done many deals and you want access to off-market deals. They represent you, not the vendor. So just getting access to more stock, it's just another set of eyes and uh, ears on the ground looking for properties for you. And that's that's super important these days because it's a very low stock market. There's not much on the internet worth buying. So you need someone to get out there and basically find the, find the gems that you're not going to be able to find. Something that's massively more important lately is having a good insurance broker. Now, normally you just go through the big companies and just fill out an online form and just get a budget insurance, but it's a lot more complex. So even the things like cost of building has gone up, so premiums are changing. You need a broker that's going to get down and get you the correct policy, and it's got to be done in a timely fashion at the right price. 
And lastly, the solicitor. So a good commercial solicitor that knows how to review leases. Basically, it's not a mortgage broker. It's a lot more complicated. So they're going to protect you at the time of purchase as well. Yeah, so some really good points there, Scott. And I want to talk to you about a common question potential investors ask themselves. They ask their friends, their lawyer, their accountant, which you've just been talking about. And that is, is it better to invest in a syndicate or directly into commercial property? Yeah, this was coming up a lot at the moment because syndicates were generally the starting point for many commercial investors. They would go in there and they're protected by a you know a managed fund or someone who's got a, a scheme over a property and you just part own a property and they'll give you a return. It's almost like a high interest savings account in a way, but it's backed by a property. The reason why I would much prefer direct investing is there is a higher leverage factor. You're basically going to stretch your money. You have complete control of the asset. You're going to get a better return due to that leveraging factor. And the fees that these uh, managed funds will charge, they're quite significant. So an example, you might be getting a 2% acquisition fee in a syndicate, but then each year there's a 1% holding fee. It's management fee. And then there's a selling fee. And they generally will make you sell every five to seven years. So by the time that seven years is up, you're, you're up for like 10 to 12, 13, 14% of fees in there. The kicker is they take often 25% of the capital gains on top of that. So this is why direct investing is more profitable for a like-for-like result because you're not going to be dealing with any of those fees and someone's not going to clip you at the end for that, uh, that capital gains uh, thing. I think uh, syndicates are, are great. They're low risk. There's pros and cons to every every type of investment, of course. But if you're looking to get the best returns possible, it's going to be hard to do it with all those fees in there. So direct investing, you're generally just buying the property yourself. You're leveraging it. You've got to do the due diligence and everything yourself. So that brings the extra risk, especially if you don't know what you're doing. There's a lot more to like, I think, if you can own the whole property yourself and you're not forced to sell at that end of that seven-year period. Yeah, and the seven-year selling period is good to know. It's very interesting to hear some of those fees within a syndicate, and they are what you would describe as hard-fixed fees as well. I certainly think that that gives our listeners an insight into the two different forms of commercial acquisitions. Okay, Scott, well, I'll leave it there, let you go, and thanks again for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, mate. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.